don't think it's disrespect. It's just, just <laughs> like the way we are. That we latched onto. <laughs> yeah, it's not disrespect. We're just the worst. Brunch, hit it, boys. All right, we're recording, and it's a Jeff episode. What's hey, up, Jeff? Hey, what's up, fellas? Jeff, Good Jeff, seeing Jeff, you guys. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. What's up? Hey. How's, how's, your, how's your life, Jeff? Uh, life is good. Um, DJ, you are the answer to the trivia question of what was the last thing I did before COVID. And we, we went to a Revs game, which seems like, you know, six years ago. But that was the last, like, thing I did. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, impending fatherhood is uh, moving along. It, it, it is approaching. So I know you guys are uncles, but this will be the first, uh, you know, the first child of brunch, I believe. I thought I thought for a second there when you said you guys are uncles, I thought you were just saying that we were going to be the uncles of your child. Right. I mean, which you, I was not godfathers. Yeah. 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 No. No. Fast track to unclehood for you guys. Hell yeah. I'm doing. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's uh, it's been weird, but I'm doing as well as I can. Have you uh, considered investing in a shirt that says Jeff the Fatherhood yet? Yet, shit. Oh, that's great. that's a that's great, a shirt. great idea. All right, <laughs> someone design me a Jeff the Fatherhood T-shirt, and uh, you guys should sell it, and then I can like see people at concerts come up to me with my own face on it. <laughs> that's such a good idea. Fuck that yeah. would be amazing. Jeff the Fatherhood. <laughs> I love it. I, I mean, that it. was kind of the idea to have like these like these t-shirts with your face on it that say jeff on it out in the wild because there's nothing better than when you're wearing the jeff shirt and someone asks you what it means and you're not even being a wise ass when you say oh that's just my friend jeff i like him a lot yeah no i know i love it i mean even just the plain brunch shirt i get more compliments and more questions asked about a shirt that just says brunch than anything i've ever worn it's great so get your jeff shirts get your brunch shirts uh and just like it's a great conversation starter because like it's been so long since you've had conversations with people like takeout delivery people i'm like talking to them for like 10 minutes just having some human contact with people it's great oh yeah it, it it's not too different i mean obviously there's a disease and a lot more people are dying but it's <laughs> not too di- like my experience is not too different from the 2012 nhl lockout where <laughs> opportunities to speak to someone were like a score like legitimately yeah. I, I don't go to dunkin donuts now or anything but i would definitely i would get coffee every day and i'd or i'd be like hey could i have a i don't know like a medium ice black or whatever and they give it to me i'd be like so what, what else what else do you have <laughs> also you how are you yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i totally get it i totally get it yeah i got my haircut this week and uh i i'm not usually a uh well not to brag because my hair looks great it uh, does look great but thank you um it's fine, but yeah fuck off <laughs> um I, yeah i'm not usually like a talk to the barber while while getting my haircut i kind of like to have my haircuts in peace but uh, i for sure took advantage of the fact that this guy was uh, was a chatty kathy and i was like okay i, I kind of want this oh see i oh, think right. i think it's understood if you go a few minutes without speaking to the barber but i don't know it's uh, getting your haircut is kind of like a car ride where if you don't talk for a little bit no one's necessarily being rude to each other but if you go the whole time without speaking, then one of you is an asshole. Yeah, I would agree with that. I really, yeah. Uh, they, yeah they, 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 your barber probably doesn't things. like you. He probably well, thinks I mean, you're like is, mean. This is a first time experience. Okay. This is a first time experience. Uh, new barber, um, but usually, I mean, well, like the old barber that I went to, he barely spoke English. So I, I mean, I liked that. I liked that dynamic because there was nothing that we could speak about. Sounds like neither did you because you don't talk to your barber. <laughs> 
Uh, and then my last barber, uh, eh, I just, I just don't want to talk. That's fair. That's I think fair. it's, like I said, it's okay if you, if you're going like bits at a time without talking, but I don't know. I, I like to, I don't know. My, I, I have two barbers, two places I go. Uh, one guy is my age, super cool guy, big Bruins guy. Uh, shout out the barbers then. He's great. I know. Uh, that's where I went. Yeah. Oh, really? Who'd you have? Uh, Gilbert. I've never had Gilbert. He was pretty good. I'm a, in, a, in great conversation. Uh, <laughs> sounds like it. I'm an, uh, <laughs> I'm an Evan or an Andrew guy, but everyone there is super nice. Go there. They're, they're great people. And then the other place I go is uh, we have a thing with work uh, where we can go there and get our uh, haircuts, this salon. And this guy's like, a 70s like like big like classic rock fan big guitar guy so you can't shut the two of us up like the whole salon is like <laughs> will you two get a room so it's a blast love talking to the barber did you have to do the uh the take your one uh loop of the ear off and cover your no face? he worked he worked around it he worked around uh, it he did a good job uh I, I like ended up going there i'd never been there before i ended up going there because my hair was so long and i wanted to continue growing it out and like the 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 spot that I usually go to is like kind of like a basic ass barbershop where like they'll do fades and stuff fine, but I didn't trust them with like actually cutting my hair and right. making it look good in ter- in terms of helping like a maintenance cut to help me keep growing it out. So I, I looked up some reviews and stuff and I saw the barber's den got a lot of good reviews. So I went there and I'm very happy with the way that it turned out. They're the best. It does look great. Very good people. Yeah, those guys are super cool. I, I know Evan and, and Steve are, are great. Dudes. Yeah, how would you know, Jeff, huh? Uh, yeah, well, I, just, I like to, like, even though I'm not in the hair community, I like to, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I interviewed those dudes for actually another podcast uh, through work. Um, and it turns out that they're super popular and, like, everyone goes there. So they're, they're super nice. Um, and I think once uh, this all ends i wouldn't mind going back to to them uh because my barber right now is in the south end and it's like a huge pain in the ass to to go there and like get parking tickets to get your haircut uh not not fun but yeah i know those dudes yeah they're good yeah they're, they're great people i try to not talk about them too much because they are so popular they're like they're they're definitely doing great and they're killing it but yeah, i don't like they have merch it. oh yeah I, I bought some during uh quarantine it's uh, it's pretty rad, and I I think I wear around like one of my few tanks is a Barber's Den tank. They have like a really cool cool logo. Anyway, love those guys. Uh, Jeff, why don't you do me a favor and uh, can you uh, can you try to order the members of In Sync by Height, please? Um, In Sync. Yeah. Let's see which one. No, Ke- was Kevin on a back? Was Kevin a Backstreet Boy? Kevin was a Backstreet Boy. Uh, so NSYNC was like Brian in NSYNC or is he a Backstreet Boy too? Now you, you are naming nothing but Backstreet Boys. Uh, Joey Fatone. Yep. I would say he is taller than Justin Timberlake. I thought the same thing. We'll see if we're right. And who else is in NSYNC? Lance Bass is in NSYNC. All right. So he... the members of NSYNC are Justin, Chris, Lance, JC, and Joey. Okay. I, I feel like jc's the tallest and and lance and maybe joe shit man i can't do i can't even picture any of them tell me all right pete you want to you want to save them please i mean i can't i don't think i can do it either in sync and height aren't your strong suits but 
Well, That's why don't you true. Give it a try? <laughs> Neither one of those. Uh, so, uh, Joey is the short. No, Chris is the shortest. I also, I also said that. Oh yeah, Joey, no, I'm second him shortest. Dreadlocks. Actually, Lance might be the shortest. Lance, Ooh. shortest. Chris, Joey, Justin, and JC. So you go JC, Justin, yeah. Joey, uh, uh, Chris, Lance, Chris, Lance. All right. So my aunt, I said Joey, JC, uh, Justin, Lance, and then Chris. I definitely thought that uh, Chris was the shortest. So then I looked it up because I wanted to have the the answer. And the internet says, and they're, they're getting into some real, like, sports shit where they're just clearly lying about their heights to be nice to them. The internet says, Justin is 6'1", Joey and JC are both 5'11", and Chris and Lance are both 5'9". And that's definitely not true. No, that means Justin's 5'11", the other two 5'11 guys are 5'9", and the, the two other ones are 5'7". Are like 4'2". Yeah. yeah. All right. So I just sent you, I disagreed with that. I think it's definitely incorrect. So I just sent you guys uh, a picture of them. It's a full, bo- full body shot. This was, uh, we had a couple minutes before we were recording this, so I quickly put together a like a, a Jeopardy uh, type thing, but with uh, sync music. And I'm already hating it because it's, uh, I chose the maybe the only song that is in a minor key. So it sounds like dreary as fuck. Uh, this is uh, times. No, no strings attached as uh, as the Jeopardy music. Did it in two seconds as it sounds. So look at this though. All right, based on this picture, Lance is the shortest. Based on this picture, Lance, uh, I would say Chris is the shortest because Chris is in front of Lance, although Lance is standing up straight. Lance is standing up straight. Chris has a little bend in the knee. Right. And Chris is yeah. uh, more. All right. So so then, do we say that? Lance, so Lance would be the shortest, right? Lance is the shortest. Chris, second shortest. Chris, second shortest. And then I would JC. say... JC is third shortest. And then I'm still going Joey taller than Justin, yeah, I right? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. Joey's got his knees bent. Joe, I don't understand how the internet thinks they can get away with that, saying that Justin is taller than Joey. Like, Joey also, is just a huge human. All of them look terrible there, except for Lance and Justin. Yeah, I mean, you want speaking of, of hair, I think long hair works JC on certain doing? people. Long hair <laughs> does not no work way. on uh, on JC Shazay. I think Lance looks looks good there, but yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think lead. that I mean JC needs like a beard or something with that long hair. It's just mm-hmm. not working for him. Yeah, fittingly the uh, that that music bed has run out, so that can conclude <laughs> us talking about the height of. Insane, I like the idea. I, I like the idea of like arranging tracks, and we have to talk about something for as long as they last, and then as soon as they're over, we're done. We have to move uh, on. Pardon the interruption. Nineteen ninety nine <laughs> through whatever. Is that what yeah. it was? Yeah. Pardon the interruption. Does that? They'll do. They'll have like a. They'll they'll do like I don't know like two minutes per topic. And oh yeah, they have the time. They'll either like yeah. run out or they they never adhere to it. Oh no, <laughs> definitely not. They go yeah. past it for like forty five seconds. They absolutely never ad- adhere to it. Um, that was actually the way that the part of my take like started there. I remember the first episode or first two episodes, they had like a timer and it was supposed to be like, pardon the interruption. They had, like would do like an air horn and they'd be like, okay, next topic. And then they abandoned that real quick. 
Wasn't mm. it? Did did? Am I making this up? Big Cat didn't know for a long time that the name "Pardon My Take" was based on uh, "Pardon the Interruption" and first take. That sounds about right. I th- I, I could be making it up. It could be Hank. I don't know. Uh, it could, could have been anybody. Could could have not known that. I didn't know what, what the word br- that brunch was a real word until a couple of years ago. That was that's uh, pretty <laughs> wild. Um, all right, so we got some news. But I don't really want to spend too much time on the news part of it because I don't really care about this person. But Chris D'Elia, everybody has seen, uh, is canceled. Accusations of, it? of some, I don't know. That was after Chris D'Elia. Uh, Chris D. Who cares? He's Chris done. D. Dane Cook. Uh, looking like, right. So, all right. So he's canceled over some not great stuff. And uh, a small little brunch joke that necess- that hasn't necessarily been... Uh, acknowledged but i i kind of i made one tweet about it and i made it the the followers uh which is we always follow two people and we followed crystalia and dane cook because i was watching his special and he's terrible I, I i i don't think he's funny he's just a worse version of dane cook and dane cook it seems like has certainly become a punching bag over the years so it confuses me that that style it, like people love that style. I the videos uh, making fun of Eminem were funny, but generally he's just Dane, uh, Dane cook. So, uh, first of all, we definitely switched up the follows on brunch. Can't, uh, can't be standing with, uh, with Chris D right now. They're now, um, Amanda, uh, Seyfried? I have a screen grab on my phone. It's under my favorite pictures that just says how to pronounce her name. And I still <laughs> never. Seyfried, isn't it? Seyfried. Yeah, I think so. Seyfried. Seyfried. I always, I used to say Seyfried, Seyfried. And then we said Seinfeld for a second, but she's too good to, uh, to give her like the bootleg Tom Hardy name. Like, I think, I think that, that, that. Uh, I don't think it's disrespect. It's just, just <laughs> like the way we are. That we latched onto. <laughs> yeah. It's not disrespected. We're just the worst. I think that that Amanda. Okay, I'll go to my pictures now. I think that Amanda deserves. Uh, I think it's putting more respect on her name. So you, you have a s- pensive musical bed for you to it's play under. You figuring out? It's definitely Psy something. Um, okay, it is. Cyfred. Uh, okay, Fred. Cyfred. Cy. Right. Right. Said. Seyfried. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the, yeah, it's now Kevin Bacon and uh, Amanda Seyfried because they have a Blumhouse movie coming out on Friday, which came out I'll of nowhere. I've I, yeah. I, I seen it like advertised on Instagram recently and it, it, it grabbed my attention. I didn't even know that Amanda Seyfried was in it. I I'd just seen like Kevin Bacon and a, and a, a small child. In measuring, they're in measuring it. stuff. Measuring stuff, yeah. A lot of measure it doesn't big, make sense. <laughs> yeah, big. Uh, I've never seen Hoosiers, but uh, for for the the quarantine scene thing, uh, me and Gary Tangway were doing. We did a Hoosiers scene where they measure stuff. I remember yeah. thinking I was like a measuring scene is like an iconic movie scene. That's really weird. And then here comes this Blumhouse movie. They're doing a reboot of it, like horror measuring scenes. So now it's Kevin Bacon and uh, Amanda Seyfried, but. Now that Christie was canceled, and it certainly didn't seem uh, insensitive to point out, like, hey, he's just a, a worse Dane Cook, uh, I tweeted that. And a lot of the responses, it kind of led to this conversation of Dane Cook wasn't bad. 
we we all got it in our we all got sick of Dane Cook, and obviously he was ridiculous. He had this like very uh, young viewers. Dane Cook is a uh, comedian, a very 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 physical comedian who was all about jumping around the stage and doing like a super middle finger, right? And like five or something. Yeah, a, a lot of his act was based on like making fun of things that didn't really exist. He would just say like, <laughs> "Hey, like." Uh, you know, hairdressers are always, they're always eating yogurt. And then you like do this whole riff on like hairdressers eating yogurt. And you'd laugh the whole time, never considering like this is, this premise is uh, completely incorrect. But Jeff, do you agree? Yeah. Like Dane Cook was funny. He was. So actually it's funny. We never talked about this. I saw him, I saw him tape a special at the, at the garden. And like, I went to it and I remember he was he, super big, um, in the college scene, like in the early two thousands and he oh, came yeah. to my college and I like interviewed him and it was like the biggest deal. And he sort of just became one of, I mean, his downfall was that he got accused of stealing jokes, but it's also sort of the same thing that when you like listen to music that you used to like in high school or whatever, it's like the same, almost with like Creed, like the first Creed album actually fucking yes. rocks and it still does, but like yes. Creed is kind of a joke. Um, but yeah, it, kind of, it was kind of like that. Uh, but Dane Cook, well, I remember the first CD he had was super funny with the BK lounge and all that. And yep. I'm not Humble ashamed swallowed. to admit that. Uh, yes. I'm not ashamed to admit that I enjoyed it and probably saw him perform once or twice. Yeah. At least twice. Uh, but yeah, he's, I don't know if Chris Dillia was ever on Dane Cook's level. I don't know. Yeah, he no, definitely I, never got that. Yeah, I don't big. think so. Dane he, Cook was a I rock mean, star. Yeah, Dane Cook was legitimately a, like a rock star when I was in like grade school. He was the first <laughs> comedy album that I owned. I the I think the, what, what's the one Mark with the mic? With like that's the one with the mic and like it's like a sword. Uh, yes. Yes. And then the then the, there was a retaliation, and there was uh, there was one that was like a gray cover, and he had like red eyes, but the the white cover with like the kind of it looked like a stamp on it. Uh, it was like a red and black stamp. I don't know what was on it, but it's, it was called Harmful of Swallowed. And that was, I think, 2003, probably. Yeah. That's not, I mean, I don't think that's the cover that I had. The one that I had was like him like holding a, like a microphone. Oh, you're right. Like so that's, sword. All right. That, so that's, that's his second one. Okay. So that, that was the first one that I had ever owned. And like he was just a super accessible, like, I don't want to say like relatable comedian, but like he just felt like a funny friend. That yeah, was like he, that. That's that was like his brand of, of humor, and like I think that was I, I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't yeah. say that it was like the most like the the peak of comedy or anything. Oh, yeah, it wasn't so like insightful wrong. or anything. You would have no. You, I, I think I don't mean to speak for you. I think you would have said it was the <laughs> peak of comedy. Like when when you were listening to that, I think I, I, I I'm older than you, but I remember when Harmful of Swallowed came out. Like I loved Chris Rock and all those guys, but I was like. I am going to spend all day listening to this over and over and over again. This is the funniest, craziest shit so that's, I've ever heard in my so life. So that's the difference between me and you then, because like I didn't have any knowledge of like other comedians. Like I wasn't, I didn't know other like other stuff really. I knew Dave Chappelle. So then you uh, did think it was the height of comedy. If you, if you, well, it was like the it. only comedy right, for right. me, <laughs> which I guess would would say suggest that it was the the height of comedy because there was nothing below it or above it. But I think that a lot of people were in that position. Like I, I would watch the Chris rock specials and everything, but I didn't, I don't think I owned uh, like any Dave Chappelle. Like I don't think I owned uh, killing him softly or anything like that. I'd seen bigger and blacker a million times, but 
but uh, Dane Cook became this kind of like the 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 Kevin Hart before Kevin Hart, yeah, where it was yeah, just like, yeah. all right, this comedian is doing like arena tours. Yeah, he was doing MLB commercials, dude. That yeah. was probably the beginning of his downfall. Oh yeah, that he was yeah. A- he had a show, I think it was on Comedy Central, and I think it was called Torgasm, but it was about him HBO. and his, like, HBO, yeah, him and yeah. his comedian buddies, like, traveling around the country. So like, David uh, Tell in that, too? I think so. There were, I want to say, like, Brian Posehn was in it, but I don't know if that's, uh, that might be a different one. I think it was Gary Goldman in it? Yes. Gary Goldman, I think, like, uh... uh and maybe Robert Kelly? Robert Kelly, yes. I thought Robert Kelly. Uh, and that was, that was, like, an okay show. Yeah, it was uh, Dan Cook, Gary Goldman, and Jay Davis. I don't remember. Jay and Jay, Davis. so Jay Davis, if memory serves, they made him kind of like the the misfit, and he was like a bad comedian who really wanted to be. It was, in <laughs> hindsight, this was clearly like some reality TV shit, uh, where they're like, "All right, you three are the good comedians," and Jay can't think of any funny jokes and like they would he would go up he would bomb and they would cut to like a, a confessional cam of one of the other comedians they'd be like he keeps doing the same joke about how he's such a nice guy they don't like that joke he's got to stop doing that joke and they would cut to them like arguing about you got to stop doing that joke man you're gonna ruin the tour is this are you remembering this as well as i am yeah yeah i mean and dan cook like he starred in movies like with Jessica Simpson and all, he was huge. He was very big again, kind of the, the, the Kevin Hart before Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart, I think has obviously gotten bigger and um, had more staying power, but that was uh, at least in my, in my life, he was like the, the first of the, all right, this ridiculous comedian who's come, who's like comedy merits actually can be debated is the biggest star in the world and you can't get away from Pete. You mentioned he did like the, uh, the I live for this commercials. Is that what those were called? Sure. Yeah. MLB one October. Oh, is that? Yeah. Yeah. He, he was absolutely everywhere. So I don't know. I I think the conversation about Dane cook is kind of interesting. And, uh, I think we're going to do a thing. Tentative name. What's cooking where (laughs) we're thinking of ways that we can, uh, stream things more and do more like all right everyone on whatever night let's get together we'll stream something and it can be like a a fun hour and a half two hour hang session and to specify like stream we mean on twitch not like we're gonna stream a movie on netflix or something well right 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 we're we're the we're the content being streamed (laughs) yeah although it is going to be us bogarting someone else's content so the idea is it's called what's cooking and it's also kind of based on reaction videos. We're going to go through Dane Cook albums, and he's got a few. We're going to go through the classics, maybe even up until the not-so-classics. I did see that like his most, album, his most recent album is called I Did My Best, Dane Cook's Greatest <laughs> Hits, which I Did My Best was one of his, uh, his famous punchlines. I think that's a, it's kind of sad because it was like 10 years ago. Like This oh guy shouldn't God. be completely retired or anything, but I think it's kind of funny. That, that's but like I a think very that, like, sad... I think the Dane Cook steering into like, hey, I've fallen off so hard is like a very endearing thing that would help him gain a little bit of steam. Like the when he did Louis C.K. show, R.I.P. to Louis C.K. Right. um, When he did Louis show and like sort of addressed that beef that they had and just like was totally open about it and like sort of transparent there. I thought that was very cool. That was a great episode. Yeah. 
Who would have thought that Dane Cook would come out of this better? (laughs) I was going to say, if only, who would have thought that someone would say, if only Louis C.K. could have been as transparent as Dane Cook? Dane Cook, (laughs) a guy with like a long reputation of skirting uh, some some pretty bad accusations. I don't know. I think you could could, uh, argue that Louis didn't, was transparent, and that's what made it worse. Like That guy was hiding in plain sight. That Same with Chris true. Delia, I guess, with uh, you because he played a pedophile in you, and, and also workaholics. workaholics yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll say I'm going to put my hand up right now and say guilty. Never fucking heard of you. Everyone's talking about you. What's you? Netflix show. Man, it's with Netflix the dude from Gossip like, Girl. Yeah, about like a weird. I've never seen it, but I've heard a lot about it. A lot of people Same. talk about it. It's basically like from from what I know, it's it's like a guy who's like a really toxic like creepy stalkerish boyfriend and it's about like kind of like his uh shenanigans uh yeah weird. i think it's like pretty violent and serial killer e yeah well we'll we're gonna do something like that though we'll stream uh we'll stream the dane <laughs> cook stuff and again obviously i think it should lead to us streaming other stuff from maybe back in the day and uh I've been I've, I watch a lot of reaction videos these days. That's become like a kind of a quarantine hobby of mine. Such a weird thing. I love them, and you know what's weird? I've I've brought this up to some friends, and they've been like, "Dude, me too. All I do is sit around and watch reaction videos, and uh, I'll, watch like, this, I'll watch like the same thing reacted to like by fifty different people." It's ama- for just, somebody who hates YouTube people or claims to hate YouTube people, you are oh, no, fascinated by YouTube people. No, I don't. No, I, don't. I'm fasc- no, I would say I'm fascinated by YouTube people. I don't hate them. I'm very fascinated. Well, you hate a lot of them. You hate I, a lot of them because you're you have a fascination and it leads you to a lot of them that you hate. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think I I don't think I hate them. Okay. I mean, All I right, well. I they they certainly get a lot of uh, my time. This should be your into the Premier League with like Arsenal fan TV and stuff like that. You should dig deep. There's a lot of like. EPL uh, fan cam reactions to to games and stuff like that. You should that should be your your entry point. I That's do like bad. the idea of of turning the what's cooking idea into like just revisiting old stuff and finding out whether or not it's good. Right, because there yeah. are so many of those things where you're like this me- this meant a lot to me. Like I just watched an episode of Fresh Prince recently, and I was like, wow, this is not as good as I remember it being. <laughs> No, there's oh. stuff like that, especially with like Disney Plus. Have you ever watched like some cartoons that you used to love? Like, and you're like, I've watched this or or what? Or on every on every March 11th, I listen to a 311 album to think if I to see if I still like it. And it turns out every year I, I still do. But I don't know if I would like advocate for listening to 311 still. But it's it's an interesting concept. Very cool. Um, yeah. So, so we'll it, do we'll do something like that, but. And uh, yeah, not not to brag, I, I'm kind of an ace in the hole here because I know the the reaction commu- community so well. I know the reaction scene so well that I think I know what works and what doesn't work logistically. I think that you don't just play it all the way through and you don't talk over it. I mean, I've been to comedy shows where they they'll put on like a movie or something and have people just narrate it, and I hate that so much because they're talking over it. And you're like, all right, am I watching this movie or am I not? I'm a big fan of you can talk through it, but you got to hit pause. Yeah, I also, I also, the, like my biggest fear with reaction stuff is that it's going to 
be, feel like playing a song for somebody in the car where you're kind of mm-hmm. just like staring at them and like waiting for them to have Definitely a take on it. Definitely won't do that. Definitely. Yeah. I just, I don't like the pressure of having to react to something because it feels like there's a lot of forced reactions yeah. that come so, from that and so that's, say, cr- that's cringeworthy for it's me. definitely not this is will not be a reaction video i'm saying that because i watch a lot of reaction videos i just know logistically how it works <laughs> to watch something and then go from there like I, we're it's not going to be we're going to watch and react it's going to be we're all going to watch this thing together so we're going to be playing it and the the viewers listeners whatever will listen to it along with us and We'll comment. We'll. Uh, I'm trying to think of every word, but react. <laughs> we'll. <laughs> we'll comment, and we'll just see. We'll. We'll see. Like, Engage with. Was this classic Dane Cook album that good, or was or was this classic Dane Cook stuff that bad? And should we really be making a joke out of Dane Cook? My, I lean towards. It's probably not that bad. I think that we'll probably really love the. We'll still love Harmful of Swallowed. All those classic, the the fire fighter bit, the uh, the BK lounge, all that such good stuff. And I think that over time, my experience with him was he just got progressively ridiculous. So I think it would actually be fun to kind of track where where Dane Cook's ridiculousness was uh, tolerable to where it became okay. We're sick of this. Yeah, guy. I think, and I think there's like an overexposure point too, and Definitely. where uh, you know people are spread a bit too thin. Mm-hmm. Like Kevin Hart, his early stuff was very funny. I haven't I haven't watched a lot of his recent stuff, but like he's also had a when he says yes to everything, there are a lot of swing and misses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also with with Kevin Hart, this isn't his fault. This is just science and biology. His kids grew up. When you're yeah. when you're a comedian, a lot of material. Got to got to pump out more babies. Right, when you're a comedian, uh you and you have a young kid, I don't need to say again, like half my life is spent saying this, the dumbest people, actually, that's not true. The dumbest people now we're finding are like adults, which is scary, but like a human is at its dumbest when its brain is small. So if you've got a bunch of kids running around, if you're a comedian, you've got so much good material. But if you're like, man, so I was hanging out with my 12 year old the other day. I'm like, ah, 12 isn't <laughs> funny. <laughs> Maybe I should right? get into stand-up in a couple months. That's true. Good call. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I'm going to hit the open mics. You should. Can I give you some freebies? Yeah. Right off the bat, you be like, hey, I got a newborn. Got to tell you, doesn't look like a baby yet. Takes a little <laughs> while for babies to look like anything. I got a, I got a free one for you. It's, uh, I, I, had a, I just had a baby. I hate him. He has more hair than me already. Ooh. <laughs> Boom, roasted. Pretty good. Oh, I don't really want to do I don't. Yeah. No, I like that. The self-burn. I like it. self I'm writing it down. I'll put oh. this in my type five. Yeah. Uh, we got no shortage of action going on around these parts. And uh, luckily, this podcast has an exclusive betting partner in betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making a comeback. Uh, we might have MLB. I don't know if you just saw that uh, there was a, a report that said baseball was coming back. And then immediately uh, a following report said baseball is not coming back. They are uh, very far apart still. Did see so that. good job to John Heyman. Saw that uh, in the paper. In the paper. <laughs> saw in the paper this morning. Yeah, the paper was... Ver- <laughs> Papers really uh, throw me for a loop. 
Well, whether there's baseball or not, Bet Online has all the best odds and lines for the upcoming matches and games uh, this weekend. So if you need more, Bet Online has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for you to check out. Uh, if you're looking for something other than sports, Bet Online also has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. Bet Online, your on- online sports book experts. Betonline.ag. All right, this is my favorite part of the podcast because we do not have a business Zoom, and we experienced this. Uh, Nora Princiati, now the ringer, was on with us, and uh, the best part of the podcast came when time was running out. Yeah, so we have baby. six minutes left, and I would like to uh, just check in on what people are watching, maybe do some explanations. We've only got six minutes to do it. Jeff, what are you watching and or listening to in these strange and uncertain times? Okay, um, knowing the time is is running out, I have not, uh, during these un- hashtag uh, uncertain times, uh, I have not been able to handle anything. Uh, I've been, I found myself being very emotionally fragile and not being able to handle anything like serious or dramatic uh, i've been all either rewatches dumb teen comedies or uh or comedies so shout out to what we do in the shadows on fx just wrapped up incredible second season also shout out to uh the movie which you've if you've ever seen uh with taika waititi and jermaine clement yes basic premise it's like the office it's like a it's like a mockumentary but they're vampires living in staten island <laughs> this season has been incredible um also, a shout out to what else have I watched? Uh, Outer Banks on Netflix, a show which I found myself deeply loving, despite it being absolutely stupid. Basically, the premise is like if the OC and National Don't Treasure were, <laughs> if Orange County and National Treasure uh, were mixed, and it features a lot of 28 year olds playing 17 year olds, and it's incredible. Uh, and yeah, just watching a trying to rewatch the west wing for the or watch the west wing for the first time rewatching uh i don't know dumb reality shows top chef below deck shit like that i cannot handle anything serious but that's what nice. i've been watching that's where i'm at i watched clueless you mentioned uh like classic teen stuff i've never seen clues before check that out that's great she's that's always great saying as if huh <laughs> uh, we've it is doing- kind of jarring We've been doing video game checks, check-ins uh, on brunch lately. How's your video game career going? Yeah. Oh, my video game career, I've been playing Apex Legends almost exclusively, uh, mainly running Revenant. I have 19 season five wins with my guy, but I always almost oh, I play with that. strangers. So there's no, and I'm too afraid to talk to the people because I don't like talking to like weirdos, like because they're all like, 12 year olds or something like that it's very oh, you'll strange talk at the so, barber shop but you won't talk to weirdos on the internet okay. also it's you're true. on the wrong podcast if you don't like talking <laughs> yeah, <to weirdos>. <laughs> well i when i do play with pete i do talk to him and i and i talk to my friend uh whom, whom i play with uh but we are both terrible and have never <laughs> won together uh which pete will be very familiar with whenever we play for some mm-hmm. reason um but yeah i've been playing a lot of apex uh, please feel free to find me on uh, PSN and I will not accept your friend request. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I've thought that. about maybe this being the, I do this every like five years, maybe I'll buy uh, the new Madden and then play it like twice. And then that's it. And then I don't touch a video game for another five years. This could well, be that's the year, your first though. mistake because Madden is bad. Madden used yeah. to be so good though. You I did buy FIFA and I haven't like played it like a couple of times. I've also considered getting FIFA. I think FIFA could be your thing. 
Especially because you, you guys are revolution guys now. Mm. Oh man, I'm working on being a revolution days. guy. I'm yeah. uh, I'm excited to have you guys like kind of indoctrinate me. Oh, I do happy it, to do it. It's no bit that I do think this is the best thing ever for the MLS. They're basically Same. creating the World Cup, and it's going to be awesome. Super, it's going to be super easy to follow. It's I'm so so excited. We're just. I'm uh, also very excited to see how like their amenities and their uh, sort of hospitality differs from the NBA because yeah. we heard yesterday that like the <laughs> NBA is basically getting like all the stops pulled out for them. They're going to have manicurists. They're going to have pedicurists. They're going to have barbers, and I feel like they're going to like throw the mls some lunchables and be like go have some fun boys yeah they're gonna be at like dixie landings or something like that (laughs) while the rest of the people are at the grand floridian right all right we have two minutes left uh i'm gonna describe a movie which one would you guys rather survive the night or the high note survive the night oh shit now it says less than a minute i'm just gonna do survive the night all right so there are these two psycho brothers they finish uh, one of them's a psycho they just finish a job they're sitting in the car they're like all right we're home free we're gonna drive to mexico they pull over to get gas one of the brothers is a psycho goes inside uh kills somebody while sticking the place up they shoot the less psycho brother and then they're like what are we gonna do we got to get to the uh we got to get medical attention so they go to a clinic and they wait for a doctor to leave they follow him home and break into the house the psycho brother kills that guy's mom because it turns out that guy's a shitty doctor lost it all and now he's staying with his parents his dad is bruce willis and he's got his whole family his now dead mom and they've got to survive the night there there's a psycho brother sticking everybody up and he this this less psycho brother needs medical attention and uh they keep they, I don't know, they keep trying to, to run away and the guy will either shoot somebody. I think that the, he shoots a, a, a little girl. It's really bad, but there ends up being a big car chase between the psycho brother and Bruce Willis because the less psycho brother ends up bleeding out because he doesn't get the proper medical attention. It was one of the worst, worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Damn, Watch I wish you didn't say that last part because I was going to say, well, all right, quick, let's score it. Quick, let's score oh, the movie shoot. based on the review. Uh, Jeff, go, <laughs> give a score. Uh, 2.1. I'm going to go uh, 4.3. Yeah, 4. you know what? 3 out of 10. It, it actually probably is like a 3. It's not that bad, but it was What's the difference there? I was hating it. Yeah. We can, right. I like the super quick ones. Uh, at any moment now, we don't know when it's going to shut off. So let's just keep saying bye, Jeff, until uh, it stops. Thank you, Jeff, for watching. Hey, Will you no come problem. Will you come on uh, What's Cooking? I'd love to come on What's Cooking and discuss something that I used to love that I'm not sure if it's still good. The important thing is... Jeff. Okay, that was Jeff. Ah, Jeff. Lovely stuff. Who doesn't love Jeff? Now we're going to talk The Five Bloods. We left Jeff out of this because Jeff has not seen The Five Bloods. And honestly, Ouch. reviewing a movie that uh, you haven't seen is more of like a me and you thing. So like, if, sure if, if Jeff and I had seen it and you hadn't, or if you and Jeff had seen it and I haven't, then God bless. Yeah, let's have the conversation. Yeah, it's uh, it's also a, a a tough movie to discuss when you haven't seen it. Yeah, there's got to be some real. I promise, I don't want to see the movie, and I'll never see it to talk about Defy Bloods. Uh, all right, so I was very excited to see Defy Bloods because a, it's a Spike Lee joint, and b, I was seeing some very big, great sounding reviews. Ken Jack said it was the best movie of 2020, or that he had seen in 2020. And I was like, hell yeah, I would love a best movie I've seen in 2020. Then the more I thought about it, I was like, 
a really good movie would be the best movie yeah. I've seen in 2020. <laughs> yeah. I'm even like thinking about movies that I've seen in 2020 and the list is probably pretty thin. And I can tell you not a lot of them have been great. You know what? You tweeted the other day. I, uh, like the thing I miss most about pre-quarantine times and I could not, I kissed this tweet on the forehead was, uh, going to a movie at 11 a.m. and eating some proper crispy <laughs> AMC yep. chicken fingers. What'd you say? Like, like uh, chard. Yeah, so like crispy that there's a threat break of breaking a tooth. Yeah, yeah. Worrying you're going to break a tooth on the uh, AMC chicken fingers. God, I miss those so much. I totally agree with that. And that, that just got me thinking. I was like, when was the last time I was at AMC? And I fired up my app. I had to reinstall it. Because oh, I'd no. gone so long without doing the AMC app. And the last movie I saw, as suspected, might want to take a guess? It's probably the same for you. Uh, um, the Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island. Rough. Damn. <laughs> that's like, imagine if AMC goes bankrupt and that's the last movie that you that you ever see at an AMC theater. I got to say, well, I don't think we have really talked too much about AMC, but I think that we're happy AMC customers, right? Oh, absolutely. I love AMC. I love AMC. I mean, it's the only place I go, partly because uh, A-List is such a great time, but B, you get those fingers, man. And it yeah, is... Man. It, I just looked. Blumhouse Fantasy Island, last movie that I saw. February 20th. Yes. So it's God been... God damn. Four months? Is that it? Four or five yeah. months? Four yeah. months? Yeah. Four months. That's... That's fucking crazy. Like, what are what are we gonna do when we go back? When we finally go back, like, I'm gonna have a, a goddamn party. I'm gonna order like three orders I, of chicken tenders. I am going to spend so much money at AMC the next time I go back. Still by myself. Definitely nobody's coming. Oh, a hundred percent. I don't know. Maybe we could do like a other sides of the do, theater. Yeah, like a different rows thing. So we could maybe from like afar document each other's or like be there for each other's first time it's back. A shared, shared but separate experience. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm getting chicken fingers. I'm getting cookie dough bites. I'm getting definitely uh, I might sun-made raisins. the twins if, it's, if social distancing allows for it. Uh, you might, oh, the twins. God, I, I miss hug the twins. The twins. Uh, I'm definitely going to hug my guy, uh, uh, Dan. Dan. Dan is the, the nicest person in the world. <laughs> I hope Dan's doing well. Dan, the Yes. And a really good job for the nicest person in the world to have. Oh, 100%. Ticket taker at a movie theater? I mean, if that, if that person's got to be the nicest person in the world. That's what I want every time I go. Right. I mean, although having a rude ticket taker could be kind of like having a, a rude customer as a hairdresser like you. Like, I'm sure your hairdressers are saving a lot of time because they're not chatting as much. So if you have a rude ticket taker, maybe... You walk in and they're like, show me your ID. Now get out of here. Scram. Which isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world because uh, I know that that me and you, we like to time our movies. We like to time showing up at the movie just before it starts. So like if you get caught up with a nice guy like Dan, take take two, three minutes off that your is, time. You miss the start of the movie. That's very true. I will, I'll get lost in Dan sometimes. <laughs> and I, like, I'm not even thinking. And then by the time I, I get out, of talking to Dan, I look at my phone and I'm like, Dan, the movie's over. I'm going to have to like bark at the twins, like chicken fingers and step on it. And then go like stand by the door. And you ever do that? 
like you want, like stand- catch the beginning of the movie by the door. Yeah, and, if it's yeah. open. Yeah, if the door's open. Yeah, you stand. Which, there. by the way, I, I, that's a weird thing that that some movie theaters do now is leave the door open. When I think the movie that, showing. I think generally you do it for my guess. This is just a complete guess. Just like non R rated movies, but I've seen doors. Have you ever been uh, in a theater? The door is closed and they put wax over yeah. the glass. Yeah. That's like, I get nervous about it's that. It's a little scary. A I think scary, they had that for like, Midsommar. Really? Although I don't, uh, maybe maybe it's just like some doors happen to be like that. I can't imagine movie theaters are actually putting so much work into like, hey, all right, this is going to be a scary movie. You know what to do. Get the door. <laughs> Trap dress em. it up. No kids can walk by. Why don't they just have that that like shower glass though, like where you can't really see into it, but like it's it's there. Yeah, but I don't know. The, the door being open is very welcoming for like if you're like it's like a kids movie. As you're walking, for you you get that that whiff of previews from like ten steps out. Yeah, but I'm saying that the, like sometimes they leave the door open when the movie's going. Yeah. Yes, and that's I don't like that. I it's gotta be I a closed do, environment. I do and I don't. Um, okay. Uh, enough waxing poetic about AMC because you can tell, man, both of us. A love letter to AMC. That was our love letter to AMC. We are thirsty as hell for some AMC. We're simping for AMC. (laughs) Right. So instead of, instead of doing AMC, we're doing Netflix and defy blood. Spike Lee joint is on there and people are really, really singing its praises. And I realized that, as, as we said, haven't really seen a lot of good movies in 2020. My list, I, and I'm maybe there's a few more I haven't seen. Fantasy Island, The Hunt, Spencer Confidential, The Way Back, Invisible Man, The High Note, Survive the Night, as you, you've all now seen. King of Staten Island, and now The Five Bloods. So as much as I loved the second half of King of Staten Island, I was not. Uh, I would not have been a happy camper if that ended up being the, the best movie I'd seen in 2020. And I thought The Five Bloods... We're, and now we're, we're seeing some pushback now of like, oh, come on, it's not that good. I thought The Five Bloods was really, really, really good. I thought that it was uh, I thought that it was strong. I wouldn't say that it was like amazing. That it was very good. It, I mean, it definitely has its its faults. There's definitely you can it, it gets a little bit lost, but it's be- very it feels disjointed at points. Right. But because they're on a journey, I feel like they, it gets away with getting lost at points, you know, because like you still know what it's what it's working towards. And you're not saying like, where's this movie going? You know where the movie's going. It's uh, about uh, four Vietnam vets who, while in Vietnam, uh, took some gold that was uh, what was it? It was being delivered to. It, it was being delivered to the. The, to, to like one of the the tribes or something or, or something like that. Right. They, they it was in a plane that got ambushed and they they found the gold. They were transporting it to somewhere and it it went down right. halfway there and they decided to to bury it and say that it was say that it was actually delivered. Right. And they said that uh, they said they'll come back later in life and uh, dig it up. So they all go back to Vietnam. There were five of them initially, and now there's four because uh, one of them, played by Chadwick Boseman, was killed in Vietnam. So the, the four of them go back and they meet up, and it's been a long time since they've uh, seen each other. One of them has since become 
uh, a big MAGA guy that throws yep. a uh, a real wrinkle into to the dynamics of the group, and uh, his son ends up tagging along. His son, played by Jonathan Majors, who I, I don't he's know if great. he qualifies as having a moment, but he's excellent. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that he's. I don't know. Maybe it's a blind spot, but I don't. I feel like he hasn't done enough yet to be having a moment. Right, not but, enough stuff. I agree. But what he has done, he's knocked out of the park all over the place. Right, to all Ter- fields. I was gonna say terrific young actor, but he's probably like thirty three or something like that. He's probably older than that. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. Maybe. I, th- uh, I feel like maybe he's like a late bloomer. He's yeah. been around doing like a lot of. Um, I could see him being like a theater actor. Yes, um, and then like just now, kind of catching his break. Yeah. Uh, oh, terrific. wow. He's How 30. He? He's 30. Ooh, wow. Terrific actor uh, and terrific cast. Delroy Lindo, uh, Isaiah Whitlock is in this. Paul Walter uh, Hauser yeah. for a bit. Didn't really <laughs> see random. that coming. Uh, Clark Peters, Norm Lewis. And then, a, uh, and as I said, Chadwick Boseman, a real uh, smattering. A big of, time uh, wire uh, reunion. That's right. That's right. You told me that uh, Isaiah Whitlock follows you on Twitter. Sure does. That's very cool. random. I don't know why, but he hasn't unfollowed, and he's followed me for about like four years. Does he like your tweets and stuff, or does he? Sometimes he's out? responded to a few of them. Oh, okay. So that—that's what's weird about the uh, celebrity follow is when they don't like your tweets. They don't interact with you at all. They're right, kind they of just there. I don't know. I, I feel weird about that. Like if I get a celeb, I'm I'm kind of excited, and I think we've talked about this. You're also kind of nervous of like, yep. what is this celebrity? Well, what's this celebrity's expectation of me, and how am I going to let them down? Right. With I don't think you experience that. I definitely do because I, if anybody has any expectations of me on Twitter, they're uh, absolutely about to be let down. But so yeah, that, that's weird when you do go the long stretches with like nothing, and you're like, I don't know, maybe they're not on Twitter. I think that SC Himes like stopped going on Twitter after she followed me, which was a huge, is a huge get. Yeah, for sure. That, that now I, I'm for all you know, SD Heim likes my tweets. It's also, I mean, the, the biggest thing for me is like the like this time when I watched the Defy Bloods, I saw Isaiah Whitlock was in. I was like, oh yeah, Isaiah, Isaiah Whitlock. He follows me on Twitter, and I had to go check to see if he still follows me on Twitter. So like the the few minutes in between remembering and like double checking and verifying that he's still following me, I mean that's a that's a real like high intensity period of time. Oh yeah, and sometimes, sometimes if you see, dude, this is like getting way too in the weeds of Twitter. But like, you ever <laughs> see if uh, somebody's in a tweet or tagged in a tweet or whatever, and like, you know, when it shows you like the list of people in the tweet, mm-hmm. sometimes it won't say that the follows you won't be there yeah. next to their name, even if they do follow you. So I had you just that, assume for a second that they unfollowed you. Yeah, so I had that a, a while ago with somebody who I was uh, quite quite proud and nervous to, to have following me. And I saw it, I was like, ah, they jumped ship. Well, can't blame them. I would have done it immediately, but uh, it's not the case. So uh, anyway, Defy Bloods war movie, which I don't think is necessarily my bag. So I kind of went into it with the, if I think this is a really good movie, then it did a great job. Kind of yeah, like when I watched we've Super. We've been Hero in movie. on nineteen. I mean, we're back in on war movies because of nineteen seventeen. Yeah, well, I mean, we're still talking about, but I, I would say that generally, like, that's not my uh, my genre. What was the 
What was the film with uh, uh, Andrew Garfield? Uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge. Like I, a lot of people loved that movie, and I was like, maybe I just don't like this, these kind of movies. I didn't think that that was that good. But this, yeah, is a- I don't know if I'd classify this as a war movie though. Like it has like, war war elements and like war storylines, but it, it it was more like a like a half half buddy movie, like adventure right. sort of movie with just war elements tied in. Super. I mean, man, Spike Lee is. Uh, well, we want to th- we want to throw a uh, genius on him. Uh, yeah, yeah, Which he's a creative Lee, genius. Right, G- great, great filmmaker uh we were huge fans here of uh of black Klansman, but man like i don't know if he could have i don't know if the the the, the stars could have aligned better unfortunately uh in the world yeah. for this like this is as topical as relevant a movie as you can drop i wonder yeah, i was gonna say i was gonna say like to 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 compliment spike lee and his like longevity i mean he has not lost his fastball at all but you also kind of have to throw in the caveat that like he's being served meatballs by the the society that we live in right now. By the world being horrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I wonder now as I'm saying this, did they, did they uh, release the movie? Did, was it supposed to come out later or something? And they were like, you know what, in this time, like the people could maybe stand to see this movie or. I don't know because I hadn't seen a whole lot of uh, like lead up to it. All of a sudden, it was just kind of out. Maybe that's ignorance on my part, but maybe it was a situation where they kind of expedited its release. And I mean, it's it. I certainly wouldn't blame any of us if uh, it was uh, if it was coming out and there were trailers and previews for it, and we didn't see them because the last couple weeks, three weeks, four weeks, uh, obviously. I think that it's easy to miss a lot of pop culture stuff because I think that uh, everybody's been so inundated with what's actually going on in the world. But I liked this this movie a lot, and I agree with you. It's not necess- It's not like a. It's not a proper war movie. Um, no. There's there's violence and there's um, there's there's troubling stuff. It was definitely it's an extremely heavy movie. I watched it. I watched it late at night, or I watched it like right before bed, and that shit stimulated the fuck out of me so i didn't fall asleep for a while after that i I thought it was really really good though i thought that the performances were awesome i guess we'll spoil it a a, a little here i'm wondering this did you see the landmines coming no i was every step they took the entire movie i was like there's going to be landmines there's going to be a landmine scene and then the scene where um i forget uh I forget the the character's name. Uh, it was uh, Norm Lewis. Um, Eddie. Yeah, Eddie. Eddie gets up. I mean, and- that was postmarked like from miles away that something was going to happen to him in that scene. Oh, wow, because he had just said that like he had nothing. The way that like the, the way yeah well not not just that like just like the delivery of his lines and the fact that he was like walking backwards slowly. Yes, I and mean, they just telegraphed it. So as that was happening, I was like. This is this won't even qualify as like a jump scare or anything. I was like I I started to grab my face as he was walking around because it was so clearly coming, and I just assumed that it would be like the the army of those guys in the woods because they had previously shown them like a few minutes earlier watching the guys from the distance in the woods. Oh yeah, 
big big betrayal movie. Yep. Yeah. So they 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 cut a deal with uh, somebody to figure out how they're going to get all the money in their pockets safely once they get all the gold. And from the beginning, they're like, this guy is probably going to betray them. <laughs> yeah. And I do like when movies do that, where it's like they don't pretend like where they, they kind of openly address like, hey, this guy's probably going to fuck us. Yeah. I like that. I don't know. It makes it makes for an easy watch. I mean, th- this movie obviously puts a lot of stuff on your mind. So I don't uh, I don't also need the the classic will they won't days of the, the movie. I, I like to use all my attention on uh, on what they're actually going through. Uh, yeah. They, but a lot of violence in this movie, a lot of shootouts, a lot of fights. But I was into all those scenes. Yeah, for sure. So, it's uh, I just saw I just saw that they uh, they finished filming less than a year ago so i would have to imagine that this was sort of expedited a little bit yeah Uh, it's also one of spike lee's most expensive movies a budget uh of around 40 45 million 45 million wow why do you think that is i mean uh, obviously war stuff has to be expensive and they, they they have a uh do they have a chopper going down they have they have like planes going down stuff so it's got to be expensive yeah, and I mean to shoot on location too. I don't know how expensive it would be out there. I don't know where where they actually shot, but like, I mean, they also does, does the budget counts towards like cast payments, right? Right, 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 right. And they got some, they got some good, good, uh, good actors in there. Yeah. Do you think uh, so? Uh, Delroy Lindo will be nominated for something. Do you do you agree? Yeah, I think most likely. I thought uh, he was especially, awesome. I mean, I don't know what the what this year's list of candidates and nominees are going to look like. I did see that they're going to delay the Oscars. Yes. Um, so, uh, I mean, for sure, a leader in the clubhouse right now, because there's not a lot to work with. And he was very, very strong. But what do you think? Do you think that he would be best actor or best supporting actor? I think that he would be best actor. I mean, who else do you, do you put so that's as the lead there? So this, this must not be the case, but in my mind, I always think it is. I had this issue with, um, with uh spotlight if a cast is so clearly ensemble i think that everybody should be best supporting although i forget was ruffalo did ruffalo win for he was either he was supporting i believe when in, okay so in, in spotlight yeah for some reason in that movie i thought i was like no ruffalo should be the lead because he's like the most prominent of them so i'm, I'm contradicting myself right now but i don't know I, I think that if it's like a real strong ensemble that there shouldn't be any best actor. Yeah, no. he was uh, he was supporting in in, in uh, spotlight. Okay, so then I guess that, that that falls in line with my my current line of thinking here. But I don't know well, whether he's nominated for best actor, best supporting actor. Yeah, like you said, you'd think they had to be a leader in the clubhouse right now. I mean, I'm looking at the movies I've seen, and he's like going up against Mark Wahlberg five times. So <laughs> he'll, he'll probably be okay. Yeah, I mean the only uh, the only argument that you could make uh, against him being like regular actor, uh, like Jonathan Majors, would be the only other guy I think in there, and he doesn't show up till halfway through the movie. Yeah, Jonathan, what did you think of the scene with uh, when they're pulling him off the landmine? I saw someone say that was ridiculous, but I'm like, I don't know, I've never done landmines before. Yeah, I mean, it's a situation where it did seem ridiculous and like far-fetched, but also I've never done that and I'm no expert. It's, I feel the same way about that as I do about the coronavirus. It's like, well, a lot of this seems crazy, but 
uh, I'm just going to pretend like like the smarter people know. <laughs> right. I'm going to listen to Spike Lee on this one, yeah, okay? I don't know seriously. anything about landmines, but I'm going to listen to Spike Lee on this. Uh, so I can't think of the name of the movie, the Blumhouse movie that's coming out right now. And I'm literally scrolling through Twitter because I've gotten so many targeted uh, ads. I think it's like, you, I'm should, like you should have left or something. It's, uh, so I thought it was you should have left. Do you think that uh, that's a good name for a movie or do you think that it's too close to I think you should leave and uh, people are just going to meme the hell out of it? Uh, I think they will now that that idea has been planted in their head. It's, it is you, you should have left. Now that now that uh, Dave Bean said it on the uh, on, on brunch podcast, the yeah. entire internet is going yes. to meme the the hell out of it. Oh, yeah. there's a possibility that we should do we should uh, really we should lean into that. Do some I think you should have left memes and uh, maybe like sneak Ma into a bunch of them. Yeah, I'm for sure into that. We ended up not memeing Ma as much as we said we would, and then for some reason, like seven months later, the whole internet did. Yeah, that makes me mad. Like we we had we were in on Ma and like we wanted to make it our thing and it was our thing and we just didn't go as hard in on it as we should have. And like honestly, I forgot that Ma existed for a good <laughs> good while. And then the internet was jumping in on Ma memes and I was like, "What the fuck? This yeah. this should have been us." That's your classic. And we get this sometimes where I don't know, like if you if you have an idea and you don't put all your energy into it, obviously that you're going to see somebody else get it. It's the old uh, I don't know. You don't want to play with the toy, or like you put the toy down for a little bit, you don't really think much of it, and then either a friend or a sibling starts playing with it, and you're like, "What the hell? Yeah, it's my, it's toy. my toy. Yeah, yeah." So what we're saying is memes. They belong especially to us. about movies. <laughs> memes and movies. Get uh, watch your turf. Or, get your uh, get own podcast. Of, get your own podcast. That's our thing. So uh, we'll we'll watch these. We'll watch. I think you should have left and uh, make some some classic meat. Should we make a? Should we make uh, and I think a fiftieth. I think you should leave Twitter account. That's just for. <laughs> yeah. I think you should have left memes. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll let that one cook and marinate for a little bit. For we got to see if the movie actually provides any sort of content first. Will we be able, you'll know this, will we be able to pull stuff off of it easily or um, like, will we, will we be able to do like screen grabs and things like that? Uh, it depends on like what, it's releasing video on demand, so probably not. Okay. Like Netflix and stuff is, it makes it easy, but video on demand is a little tougher. Okay. Well, the important thing is. Yes. <laughs>